ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 65, Asshole. Uh, I am your host, Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I am fiddling with my headphones because I was getting no sound in them. But now I can hear, and I almost blew out one of my eardrums. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my uh, esteemed co-host and uh, my knight in patriot blue armor, Agent Nicole. Hello, 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 hello. That was super enthusiastic. We're also joined by the mistress of Merlot and the real housewife of Transylvania, Ashes Von Nightmare. I, I, I don't think I'm the mistress of Merlot right now. I am, what? I, am, I know. Holy fuck, is it? No, 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 you have frozen? to. You have to. <laughs> is shit gone down? Sorry. It's invasion of the body snatchers. I'm not really me. Um, no, guys, it's fall. It's falling. You know what that means? Pumpkin spice everything. Pumpkin spice lattes. I am the mistress of pumpkin spice lattes. I, I wouldn't you turn- be the princess of pumpkin spice? I know. Just stick with the alliteration thing. God damn you! Fuck you, Patrick. President of pumpkin Fuck spice. Fuck you, Patrick. Yeah, I'm the, the president. I am minister. the president of pumpkin spice. Okay, fuck Actually, your princess. Actually, we already have a pumpkin I, spice president. I think you're the pimp of the pumpkin p- spice. <laughs> I like that even better. The I actually had pumpkin a pumpkin spice iced coffee before we had recording. Did you really? Yeah. Did you enjoy every last sip? Yeah. I wish there was more. God, fall turns me into such like a basic bitch. Like I love it. Pumpkin spice Pum- lattes. I am all about I the turn leggings. Into a pumpkin. You turn me <laughs> too. <laughs> hey, uh. But you're yeah. not wearing Uggs. Not yet. Not yet. It's a little too toasty for Uggs. But as soon as like the the um, temperature gets down to like let's say. Between fifty and fifty-five, that's when my little toesies get a little too, little too cold, and uh, I totally I to break out the. I still think that's really warm, but you know, like okay. the yeah. the fake Uggs or Fugs, as fugs. I like to call them. <laughs> Not everyone can be Tom Brady in his yoga pants. I am. Um, actually learned how to use the heat in my new car so i was like oh this oh, is the heat button okay. oh, that's red, important. red means hot air yeah <laughs> no I it actually it doesn't stop. doesn't have that they don't have the colors on it we are of course also joined by the producer extraordinaire the man with the velvet voice johnny wolfenstein has that been proven it has been proven yes okay. we took a poll <laughs> who did you poll no, 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 she took a poll. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you take it to? I don't know, just everywhere. The limit? <laughs> yeah. And uh, as you can hear, we have a guest with us this week. Uh, he is the king of bedside manor. He is the reincarnation of Virginia Bruce, and he can be described by an anagram of his own name, owns beard porn. His wife is adorable. He is my good friend and good friend of the show, Brandon Powers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Adorable. That was solid. Yeah. Solid. Yes. Well, I can't not have a pun. Can I, can I please just put out a warning to our, our yes. friends and our listeners right now? If you think Patsy's puns are bad, hold on to your this knickers, kids, because uh, it. it's going to be a bumpy ride. And I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Yeah. We clearly have a fundamental difference on what constitutes bad. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, although, true story, uh, one of our guests we had uh, recently, Chris McGiven, had a, uh, a nice movie night, and we were specifically told, there was a Facebook post, and we were singled out, Brandon and I, uh, that we were not to make fun of the movie MST3K style, so to remedy this, because like, I'm not going to make fun of a movie. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, we just sat next to each other. 
So Thank you're, pretty, you're pretty much Crow and Tom Servo, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can completely agree with that. I mean, yeah. it helped us too that he uh, the the host of said event, Chris. He uh, he was in and out a lot, mm-hmm. so that really enabled Pat and I to be able to say whatever we wanted when he yes. when he was not there. I actually didn't hear you guys talk very much, so that well, was we're, kind no, of no, we did, we did, but we were we were trying to maintain respectful tones. I mean, we even, greatly appreciate. I, I even was able to throw in my. Uh, my Back to the Future reference at the end of the film. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, yeah, I heard that, and I just rolled my eyes. Yeah, well, you know, because I, you're probably pissed that you didn't think of it. I thought it was hilarious. See? He, you know what's up. And he, he knows this is how we lose listeners. I'm this is how we gain, gain listeners. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Uh, just so you know, I had already come up with... Because uh, we're going to be discussing uh, Doc Brown and uh, Marty McSuperfly tonight. So... I had already come up with a... Uh, he sounds like what Bad Mamma Jamma. He is. Uh, I had already come up with a title for the episode, because sometimes we wait, you know, sometimes we, you know, something happens during the show, and we're like, oh, that'd be a great show title. Uh, yeah, so it is uh, Time and Punishment. <laughs> Brilliant. So, see? See? This Whatever, is- man. I- I'm with you on it. <laughs> see? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Can you guys hear the stairs? No? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can. I can feel it. I can feel it from across the room. So we do a little thing on this show uh, when we have a new guest on for the first time uh, called Getting Into Character. And uh, I cleared it with Nicole, and she said that it's ter- totally, totally okay. Totally. Definitely. Uh, okay for me to do all the questions. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, before we do that, do we want to get a certain voicemail out of the way first? Uh, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we can do the voicemail. First. Okay, seeing as this person has next. waited so patiently uh, because we just unfortunately had not had time over the past couple of episodes to play his voicemail, uh, Nick has sent us a voicemail regarding Indiana Jones. Henry Jones Jr. And uh, we're going to play it for you now. Hey, Throw It On Thursday, it's Nick here. And as usual, I missed the episode that this voicemail is for. Um, so I noticed you guys did an episode on Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford, kind of, in general. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to that. But I really like two actors. I mean, I love movies, but, like, there's two actors that I absolutely will watch whatever they make. And they're weird choices if you kind of know me. And they are, number one being Kurt Russell. Ever since I watched, in 2007, when I watched um, Death Proof and more more entitled um, uh, Planet Terror and Death Proof Grindhouse, which was such a great event for me blossoming into loving film more because that was me then getting introduced to Grindhouse films and watching those kind of films and then you know just learning about that kind of like these movies were made on the cheap they're mostly um you know just just garbage kind of pornography almost exploitation but no but so yeah Kurt Russell is one of my favorite actors in the world there's nothing he can do bad even Guardians 2 I thought he was fine um but my second favorite actor which the thing is they I don't even think he is my second favorite actor 
I think it only falls under Kurt Russell, but I love these movies so much, I have to put them under it. And that's Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Han Solo is very cool. He's got the very cool one-liners of like you know, you, you know, telling Princess Leia like he knows you love him, and he's not saying it back, stuff like that. But there's no one cooler, in my opinion, than Indiana Jones. So my history with Indiana Jones is when I grew up watching movies like that I can remember maybe around 8 or 10 years old my dad showing me Indiana Jones you know on AMC or TBS or whatever the hell cable channel and he goes to me you know like hey let's watch Indiana Jones and I'm like what's Indiana Jones and he goes oh you'll love it it's it's adventure it's Nazis he didn't say that but you know um, beating up Nazis and it. stuff it's like that. Nazis. You'll just love it. That's that's and right, I loved right? it. I, like he was absolutely right. Like it was a movie we bonded on. Like you know, and he goes, you know, there's two more of these. I wish there was only two more. Do they also have? Nazis? We'll get to that. Um, uh, and you know, we I just fell in love with it. I love the character. I love the whole archaeology. And then you know, as a kid growing up, you see like the Looney Tunes are doing Indiana Jones. Muppet Babies are doing Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is such a big. It was like Star Wars. I mean, it, it it's hit the pop culture. It's such a great time. And I just love that thing of in, uh, of the character of Indiana Jones. He's an archaeologist. He's a he's a he's a professor. I love that you but mentioned Muppet Babies. But he actually gets these pieces and beats the shit out of Nazis. Like it's it's amazing. They put it in such a great time period where you're not going to question anything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's fighting Nazis every chance he gets. And then, I you know, but every chance I get. you put it in the time period, you can let yourself forget about it. As every American I mean, should. just such a cool thing. I love the introduction. Like, people think, it, it, this one I don't think is get so much love, but actually when I did my review, I think I put it number two, was The Last Crusade. I love him with um, Sean Connery. Yes. Just such a great idea to use him as the father. Like, just such, just a ball buster, the whole movie. Julia. And he so much, knows so much more than Indy. And, you know, the whole, like, we named the dog Indy. And, like, it just, it was great. And, you know, I want to wrap this up, so let's get to the worst. You got number four. I was so excited as an Indiana Jones fan that we were getting another Indiana Jones. And if you look at the plot, it's fantastic. If you just look at the plot... It's Indiana Jones, it's entering the 50s, and we got conspiracy theory of aliens. How awesome is that? But, I went in thinking, I don't want to see any aliens, though. I just want the conspiracy theory of aliens. You get to see the men in black, like, like um, Wilson. warehouses with all the hidden well, things. That's all I wanted to see. Well, you got Russians now, Jones. for the time period, perfect. And then George Lucas writes the movie. And I love my Star Wars, and I love George Lucas and and Steven Spielberg. They work together fantastically. But George is right around the time he's going to sell Star Wars. He's getting a little crazy. Did he not like Temple? And he wants to show the aliens, and he wants to be the Jar Jar. And I don't hate Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's got problems. As an Indiana Jones fan, I can't say I hate it. It's bad. It's very bad. Shia LaBeouf. That's up there. Seeing the aliens, that's up there. Um, You know, but it was still indie being indie. And I can't hate it for that. You know, 
I got the B- Blu-ray set with all of them. I'll always watch it, you know. One's my favorite, but I don't know. But no, I absolutely love Indiana Jones. If I, I always hated that I never had a costume of Indiana Jones for Halloween. Maybe this year I'm going to do it because I it. just love the character so much. Just he's, do it. He do is it. my Han Solo. Like he's so much cooler than Han Solo for me. Like every kid wanted to be an archaeologist after watching Indiana Jones. Yeah. And you know. If you take the fourth movie away, it's a fucking fantastic trilogy. It really is. Um, so, sorry guys, this was long, but he's one of my favorite characters ever. So, thank you for playing this. Bye. Well, thank you. That was the whole again, show, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be adorable if he dressed his dogs up as Indiana Jones. No. Riley can be short round. Well, they did. <laughs> yes. They, yes. they did name the dog Indiana. That's true. Riley can be short round and Maggie can be uh, uh, Willie. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick leaves long voicemails because he really wants to make sure he gets his point across. And, and it's appreciated. Does. It's very yes. appreciated. So no. thank you so much, Nick. I uh, I actually appreciate uh, Crystal Skull because it finally gave us something past Jump the Shark. You you gotta love Nuke the Fridge. Nuke the Fridge and uh, the, the the Gophers, man. I don't. <laughs> the Gophers are the Jar Jar of that movie. They really are. But uh, so. He he named he named uh, several television shows that referenced Indiana Jones, but mm-hmm. he didn't actually name the Indiana Jones television show Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, I I never watched that myself, so I I can't speak to that one. It was kind of all over the place, different ages of Indiana. That's what I heard. I know Sean Patrick Flannery was in it uh, for a bit as Indiana. Yeah, as opposed to like one of the Nazis. <laughs> But that's true. He, he does can pull it off. The guy has chops. He does fight Nazis all the time. But I mean, that's what you should be doing. Hopefully. So, um, before we decided to play the voicemail, I was uh, getting into one of the things we like to do. It's a segment called "Getting Into Character," where we ask our, our first-time guests uh, five random questions, and uh, you know, just try to kind of get the get to know you a little better. Get, let the audience get to know you a little better. So. I have five questions for you. Okay. And uh, let's just start off with uh, number one, because that's uh, first. <laughs> now, uh, people who know you know you're a, a, a staunch supporter of Superman. This is true, yes. Who is your least favorite hero? Um, <laughs> probably, honestly, my, my least favorite, it's sort of a toss-up. Um, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to out and out say it. It's Wolverine. Okay. Um, I mean, I can I appreciate the character prim- primarily from the comics, but uh, but one of the things I always had an issue with uh, for a very long time is he was. Uh, I, I feel that not having the backstory to a character only works for so long, and that kind of took me out of it. Even as a kid, I mean, I'm talking 11 years old, reading Weapon X comic books and such, and uh, I really just wanted to know like what that guy's deal was. And all I ever got was, you know, the the whole Frank Miller, I'm the best there is of what I do. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I, I've i read every issue so far. I, I see that you're good with the claws, but, uh, like, what's your social security number, dude? Eleven. <laughs> you got one of the early ones. He's like 200 years old. That's fair. See, I, I disagree on one point. 
that having a uh, not having a backstory can ruin a character because I don't think the Joker should have a backstory. Oh no, no. Here, here's the thing. I'm not saying I'm not saying that not having a backstory can ruin the character. I just mean in particular for me. Okay. For me, I wanted to know more about Wolverine. It, it, for for me, if I, if I had had more earlier on, I probably would have been. Uh, I would have felt more affinity towards him. I think especially because like th- so much of his storylines uh, revolve around like I'm going to find out you know what's what happened, how I got my claws. Oh look, my claws are bone. Oh, isn't that wacky? You know, like yeah, and that I mean that speaks to me to a larger problem with some of the X Men comics for a very long time. Anyway, uh, I, I've always felt like there was no real natural progression for it. Uh, but that's that's a different that's a different, that's a different story yeah. altogether. Uh, but yeah, especially with you know him him saying I, I want to find out who I am. I, I need to find these things out, and you know Professor X not being able to get through mental blocks he has, and the the whole connection between him and Sabretooth for a very long time. I, I just really wanted some of that explained. I get doing it for a while, but I mean, three decades that might be a bit much. Yeah, I think. Um a lot of people have an issue with the Wolverine character the same way they have an issue with Superman, where it's like, is this guy ever really in any true peril? That's true. I mean, you could make the argument, like, is Wolverine actually a good fighter, or does he heal very quickly? It's a little of both, but then you get the whole, you know, like, oh, well... I bet you didn't know that Wolverine could do this. It was the same with, like, I bet you didn't know Superman could do this, you know. That's true. Although, I mean, I, I will say they, they cut they cut back on a lot of that Superman stuff after, yeah, after the like Silver the, Age. Yeah, yeah once, uh, once John Byrne stepped in in 1986, uh, he was like, yeah, maybe, maybe we don't have Superman juggling planets with super ventriloquism anymore. Yeah, you know, like, because he, there was literally like, you know, it's like uh, Cartman on South Park, I have the power to have lots and lots of powers. <laughs> I mean, as powers go, that'd be a pretty good one to have. No, that's pretty handy. All right, so uh, before we devolve into a Superman versus Wolverine thing, (laughs) uh, if you could eat an unlimited amount of any food without any negative health health, uh, concerns, what would it be? That would be any pizza from the Pizzeria Regina on the north end of Boston. That's fair. Yes, uh, it is amazing. It's, uh, It's pretty much just outside of the garden. Um, I've been going there since I, I, I'm originally from Charlestown. It, uh, it's very, used to be a very, very Irish section. Uh, it's, it's sort of like mini South Boston. And, uh, we, we used to go there all the time. Disney on ice, going to see a basketball game, you name it. And, uh, I've been going there my whole life. I introduced my wife to it when we first started dating. I, I, I said to her, like, this is going to blow your mind. You will never have better pizza than this. And she was, she was kind of like, all right, pal, whatever you say. I've, ha- I've had Domino's. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're adorable. And uh, I was like, come, come see how uh, real Italian people make it. And um, she's been hooked ever since as well. Nice. Um, question number three. What celebrity would you fight for charity? It doesn't necessarily have to be someone that you know you could win. Like, oh, I would pummel the shit out of Justin Bieber for charity. Yeah, or Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry, sorry. That was bad. That, 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 that joke was kind of shaky. Uh, oh, come uh, on. But uh, hmm, what celebrity would I fight for charity? Um, 
I don't know who. Who uh? I I don't know who work who might work for a decent charity because that would probably be a good selection. Somebody who already has an in. Well, I mean, like you know, John Cena does that, but I wouldn't want to fight John I wouldn't Cena. Fight, you, know, you can't even see him to begin with. I know, like that's it's not even fair. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think probably I'd like to I'd like to fight Pee Wee Herman. Okay. <laughs> I, I would I would really enjoy that. Like, come Plus, on. Plus, if there's a lot of media coverage, you could get some exposure. <laughs> well, I think he's going to have that covered, no problem. Well, yeah, maybe was, not covered. Stop moving around, you little bow-tied bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, I would probably do a handicap tag match with... Uh, I, I, would, I would fight Andy Samberg and uh, Nick Swartzen, and I would beat the loving, living shit out of both of them. Like, I would use one to pummel the other. Really? Really? I mean, I, I, I get Nick Swartzen, but you don't like Andy Samberg? <sighs> when he's on the Lonely Island, he's fine. Okay. And... Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, but other than that, he's just—he's so annoying. No, you don't like uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? No, not a oh, fan. Oh man, that's that's too bad. I I enjoy it. That's okay. No, not everything is for everybody. Oh good, I was really worried for a yeah. second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger role? Ooh, um, it's Kindergarten Cop, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. I actually did watch that uh, a few months ago, and. Um, Odette Eustman, do you know who she is? No. Um, she she's in she's an actress. Um, she was in a show on Fox very briefly with Christian Slater. It was a sort of a comedy called Breaking In, and uh, she was in it as a little five year old kid. Like oh she, wow! Yeah, she's been she's been acting her entire. Oh, life. I know. She's under another name now. Yeah, it's, she got married. She to Dave Annabelle, who was on Brothers and Sisters. That's why I was like, wait, yeah, I know yeah. who you're Ode- talking Odette about. Odette Annabelle. Yeah, that's that's right. Yep, now she's going to be on Supergirl as a, the new main villain. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, the oh. name now, now that you say it, the name sounds familiar, but I still I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, I know she goes now with her married name. Um, I, but in, back to the question. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I did it too. <laughs> on a tangent. Um, yeah, that's what this show is all about. Oh, cool. Uh, glad I brought my ADHD. Um, my, I think my favorite Schwarzenegger role is probably... As a, as a kid, it was Total Recall. Um, now that I'm an adult, I honestly have to say Last Action Hero. Ooh, yeah, we had a hot box as a kid, and that movie was on nonstop. Charles Dance with the interchangeable eyes. Yeah. And, and uh, wow, what the fuck? Anthony Quinn not knowing any, like, idioms. <laughs> you pulled a 360 on me. <laughs> no, I pulled a 180 on you. If I pulled a 360, I'd be come right back around where I started. What? Trust me. Rubber baby boggy bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that is probably my favorite Schwarzenegger role now. Um, I, I, I I think I can appreciate it more than I'm now that I'm older. Uh, I didn't I didn't really understand what was going on with it, and, and there weren't too many meta things out at that point in time when when it came out. So that's probably a large reason why it uh, it didn't do well in the box office. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I know her from I know oh, her from Cloverfield. Cloverfield. That's where I knew she sounded from. She kind of looks Beth, like right? Katie Stoll from uh, Cracked. Yeah. Wait, was she the one who had like the got bit by the parasite? No, no, she was she, the girl. She that was the, main the girl in the loved. tower. Ah. Oh, had the rebar through her leg. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh. Yeah. Okay. Now. Now. Because I was like, the name sounds familiar, but 
Yeah, was, and leave it to me. I, I remember her her unmarried name. <laughs> you know, she was a kid in kindergarten cop. You know? Oh, yeah, one of the kids. Good job, Brandon. You've really described her. <laughs> Which one? Is she the one that said, the, the twins that said, our mom says our dad is a real sex machine? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's not a tumor. Um, yeah, that uh, last action hero would, would definitely be my, my favorite role of his now. Although I am really looking forward to Killing Gunther. Killing Gunther. Have you guys I've, seen the preview for that? I've not. Oh, it, it looks amazing. It's a it's a comedy, and uh, but it's it's written by uh, Taron Killam from Saturday Night Live. He's married to Chloe oh, Smulders. Oh yes, he's he, really funny. He like also him. stars, and it. it's actually got uh, an ensemble cast. Um, I have to look at it now. But uh, basically, the premise is Arnold Schwarzenegger's character Gunther is the world's greatest assassin. And a bunch of different assassins, Taron Killam amongst them, decide that they want to prove that they are each the world's greatest assassin. And to do so, they have to kill Gunther. And every plan they have to go against him just utterly fails. That's amazing. Yeah. The, my favorite part of it was, was Arnold Schwarzenegger beating the living shit out of Taron Killam in the trailer in his kitchen. Just going, kill me, kill me, kill me, the entire time. It's, it, it looks great. I still think my my favorite is uh, probably Predator. Oh yeah, well that's that's I, I, I mean, had that's, a feeling that's a low were, hanging fruit. I, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Although Red Heat was good. What do you think? Parakeet wow. is feminine. I haven't seen Red Heat in a dog's age. Yeah, it's it's been a while. I think I've seen it once, but who, like who was in that with him? Belushi. Belushi. Okay, I thought so. Jeez. Although True Lies, which is essentially the same role except he wasn't Russian. Yeah. True lies. I mean, that's that's a good one, but I, I still got to give it the last action hero. All right, that's fair. So, your final question: uh, Who would be better to play you in a movie? And I have two choices for you. Okay, Bruce Willis or Michael Chiklis? Bruce Willis, absolutely Bruce Willis. Um, mostly because I feel like M- Michael Chiklis is really on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, I will say this much. If if there were scenes where I was, uh, my, me as a character, if I were drunk or getting very excited or, or, or very tired, then I, I have no doubt that Michael Chiklis would be great just because he is from this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, when those things happen to me, I, I instantly go from, hey, how you doing? My name is Brandon Powers. Hey, what's going on, kid? I'm Brandon fucking Powers, though. Let's... <laughs> Fucking run down to the paggy. I fucking saw Sully down there smoking a mama outside. So I, I think with him being from Gloucester, he'd be able to do that no problem. But uh, as it is, I, I, I want Bruce Willis because uh, I just I want someone to play me who looks like they really don't care about being there. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's Bruce Willis. Yeah, I mean, j- everyone would just be so happy that he just showed up, and he knows it. Yeah, that's... Uh that's pretty much his role in the first Expendables movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I I, fe- I feel like y- you watch you watch him in some of his uh, more recent stuff, and uh, that guy, that guy, I, I don't. It seems like he just shows up to the set and he's like, I don't even know why the fuck I signed on to do this. Like Brando in his later years. <laughs> yeah, later I'm not, years. I'm not going to read a script. I'm not memorizing lines. Write it on the back of the cat here that I'm holding. I I, I like the stories about Brando taking like post-it and stuff like that and sticking them on the actors' foreheads mm-hmm. in the scene he's with and just reading the lines directly off of them. <laughs> that stuff's great. 
Now you heard that uh, I just for because of Marlon Brando, I I thought of something I saw earlier today that there is a three hour uh, cut of Superman coming out. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I commented on the same post you did. I missed that. Cause <laughs> yes, was it was it was while I was uh, sitting waiting for ah. you. Yeah. Um, what my my first gripe? I, I don't have a gripe about that being done. I I did find the article a little uh, silly, considering like they're like, oh, this is a big deal and Superman three hour cut. And I was like, great. Do you think maybe you could spell the main actor's name correctly this time? Is <laughs> <laughs> that George Reeves? <laughs> Christopher Reeves. No, no, no. It's it's Christopher Reeve. George Reeves was the guy that played him in the fifties. I know that sounds like a real nerdy bitch, but it, it just it just aggravates me. Listen, it's hard for someone on a computer to look something up. I just find it ironic because like the guy wears an S on his chest at all times anyway. You think maybe you'd realize one has one at the end of his name and the other one doesn't. Or you could if you're unsure I don't know, IMDB, Google, Bing. Or, you know, pay attention to any time you've watched one of those friggin' movies. Yeah. Well, I th- I like the fact that it's three hours, because it'll give you, like, the full credits experience at the beginning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the only That's the, 20% of the runtime. <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing. I really want to see it. I The only thing that I would love to see them take out at all is uh, Margot Kidder. With her, can you read my mind? Oh my god, the I fucking poem! It. it was I supposed to be it. a song. Oh my god, I hate Fuck it that. so much. Like, keep the music, keep the scene, just get rid of the voiceover. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Can you read my mind? No, we can't. We all know he can't. Just stop, stop. It's it's just overly saccharine and, and superfluous. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, that too. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm being a little less poetic about it, but. All right, so I think uh, that'll wrap up our, our getting into character section. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to s- discuss the characters of Doc Emmett Brown and Marty McFly and uh, their adventures together. So, uh, Wolfie, if you please. Man, you keep me hanging. <laughs> Usually you, you give, and we'll be back, or like yeah. something like that. And but we'll be right back. Yeah. There you go. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you put the shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci. Deuce bad eggs. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. 
Fueled by tacos, beer, and Bloody Marys. The only show featuring baby Jesus with a nail gun. The pride of PA and the show with the eye of the tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, Punch Farm. Hey, this is Mark from Punch Farm. I'm here with Mark Dose. Hello. I'm here with Alicia. Hello. I'm here with Nikki. Hey. Join us every Monday as we talk about life, tacos, beer, and movies. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and punchfarm.com. Keep on punching! <laughs> We're back. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't notice uh, that horse is anatomically correct. Is it? It's hung like a horse. Uh, sure. Not any horses I've ever seen, but good, <laughs> good for you, buddy. Work with what you got. <laughs> so, uh, we're here today to, to talk about uh, Doc Emmett Brown and his, uh, his uh, occasionally creepy relationship with... Uh, the young high school student, uh, Marty McFly. So, I guess the first thing we have to start off with is, uh, you know, when did we first start seeing this film? Like, when did we get into it? Uh, Agent Nicole. Because <laughs> What the you, last night? You, <laughs> the reason we're doing no. this. No, the whole reason we're doing no. this, because we recorded last time, uh, because our last... And uh, Patrick had to be an asshole. Our last... Um, question yes our, he did uh, our uh, our last battle which we'll get to the results later today was who had a better uh time traveling scheme uh time traveling get rich quick scheme was it booster gold or biff tannen and she said well i know who i'm voting for because i've never seen back to the future what and i said what so i said all right that's it i'm making we never do this but i'm making a declaration on the air next week because we hadn't chosen what we were going to do as it next week we are going to be doing Back to the Future. So That's pretty solid. It's Nicole's Nicole kind of chose this without knowing that she was going to choose it. Yeah. So that counts as one turn. <laughs> <laughs> well then, then then we decided you came into work the next day and you're like, "You know what we should do after?" And I was like, "Rick and Morty, of course." Yep. You can't. Wubba-lubba-lub-dub. And yeah. so to be fair, so that's two turns for me. We had never really seen Rick and Morty. But I, I thought, oh no, I've no, seen she it. had, but Ashes and I had. Okay, so there's a little bit of a juxtaposition. Yeah, here. right. So it okay. it worked out like, like we had watched it, but we'll get into that next episode. But Agent Nicole, how how many years back did it go for you watching uh, this? Um, um, about 24 hours ago. So many years. Yeah, so uh, we, many. We years. were on vacation last week for our anniversary, <laughs> and I told Nicole, I oh, said, "All right, happy happy anniversary!" Oh, oh thank you, thank you, very thank welcome. you. We we left uh, we left uh, Friday we left work Friday the eighth, and I said, "Nicole, you have one assignment. You need to watch Back to the Future by the time we get back. We come back on the eighteenth. I said, "What'd you think of the movie?" I'm watching it tonight. <laughs> I said, you had one thing. I gave her an F. She was trying to keep it fresh, man. She yeah. got an F. Well, plus, I had a really busy week. You guys weren't around, and then I spent like the whole week watching Kong Skull Island like 15 times. That so in, in the numerous viewings of that you had, not once where you're like, maybe Back to the Future. 
No. Okay. I was like, Back Tom to Hiddleston. the future doesn't right. have Tom Hiddleston. Exactly. Oh. Oh. I was exactly. like, priorities. But Plus, I had a no, concert. I get that. I get Plus, that. I had a concert last week, so that was kind of like half of my time, too. Cause I'm no, you can't say you don't have time and then say, oh, I watched Kong Skull Island 27. That movie is six and a half hours long. Is it is it is it because of a massive crush on Tom Hiddleston? Oh, she loves. I love Eddie Eddie Brit guy. You should have told her that Tom Hiddleston was was in Back to the Future. Just in the background, he keeps it <laughs> low key. Oh. Uh, oh. Anyways, okay. So I watched it about twenty four hours ago. Um, the first and the second and some of the third. I really enjoyed the first one. The second one was really good. The third one, I just I couldn't get into. Do you not like westerns? Um, no, I, mean, I, I would. I, yeah, usually because I'm I'm a child. I'm like a person with an old soul. I like classic films, like really classic films. And westerns was never my strongest point. So that's probably one of the reasons why I really wasn't into it. Plus, I didn't like that they changed the actress. Like, Claudia Wells was perfect as Jennifer Parker, and then they changed her, and I was just like, fuck that. Well, um, just just so you know, they didn't actually change Claudia no, Wells. No, I know. She had, uh, okay. she right. had um, she stepped down. Conf- no, no, no. She stepped down because her mother was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing I heard. Yeah, that too. So, yeah, so they brought in Elizabeth Shue, America's girlfriend. I mean, come on. Adventures in Babysitting, Karate Kid. Back to the Future. I mean, she was she was an '80s stable like like uh, Phoebe Cates. I got it. I mm. was just I was born at the very end of the '80s, so I like I didn't get to appreciate like a lot of people that I know have. But um, it was, like I see the appeal, and I I really enjoyed it. I mean, I I'm a good. I'm not good. I'm I'm a fan of Christopher Lloyd. Like I enjoy his work. And Michael J. Fox with like family ties and stuff. Like he, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed him too. Like it was perfectly cla- cast. I just don't understand the fucking relationship between them. Like, is he like Doc Brown, like the Candyman, like luring Marty McFly to? <laughs> like, I was like, we're gonna discuss that. Okay, because I was just like, what the fuck? Why are you? It's like- it's it it's an inappropriate. Like, I would not want my high school son. Like hanging around with like this crazy man who's like, I'm inventing a time machine. It's like, okay. I was like, did he like, is this like Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing? Like, did he like lure him or like drugged him to be there's a actually There's actually a very good reason as to how Marty and Doc Brown became friends. But okay. we, will, we will get to yeah. that. We okay. Will. Yeah. So oh. that's my take. Did you notice uh, a young Billy Zane making his yes. on screen appearance? Yes, I as did. Because I was like, Oh my god! Like, cause he was also in Twin Peaks. So I was like, "That's oh, the he- dick from Titanic." Yeah. Well, I mostly thought of <laughs> him from the Mummy. So that dick from the Mummy too. So I was like, "Oh my god, he's so young looking." I think handsome. you're thinking of Arnold Boslow. Yeah, he wasn't in the Mummy. They do look very similar in that oh, movie. Well, though. never mind. <laughs> Arnold Boslow was great in. Uh, I think it's Nowhere to Run with uh, Van Damme and uh, Lance Henriksen. He's actually pretty good in the uh, Darkman sequels, too. I haven't, I've only seen the first one. Uh, the second one's not bad. The third one is better than the title would make you think. It's Darkman 3, Die, Darkman, Die. Oh, that's German for the Darkman, the. <laughs> <laughs> Solid Simpsons reference. Ashes, how about you with uh, Back to the Future? 
Uh, so, <laughs> at the uh, risk of sounding like Betty Bud's Buzzkill over here, um, I don't remember when I first saw the movies. I don't remember when I last saw the movies. Um, I know I've seen all three movies at one point or another. Um, I know that a lot of people have a special place in their hearts, in their fandom for these characters. So I don't want to say anything that may turn people off, no, no, but say it, say it. Uh, not my favorite. It's okay. I couldn't get into it. Never mind. You um, shouldn't have said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just not my thing. It's not for me. I think that, you know, Christopher Lloyd is great. He's an amazing actor um same with michael j fox i mean i used to watch spin city like all oh, the time yes. oh, i yeah, loved it you ever, you ever see doc hollywood no oh my god it's, it's a it's a really nice romantic comedy mm. he's in it with julie warner and yeah. uh, david ogden steers yeah um he, he's a clock yeah <laughs> yes he was cogsworth's voice in beauty and the beast beast um but yeah, that's actually the movie too, where uh, Michael J. Fox started experiencing tremors in his hand for the first time. Oh, really? But yeah, he plays a big city doctor who's on his way to uh, transfer to uh, a nice sur- uh, plastic surgeon practice in Los Angeles, and he hits a fence in a sm- small southern town, and they basically turn him into a medically indentured servant. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's actually it's a really really cute movie. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, I'm not one for romantic comedies, but oh no no, I I'm, do dig dig on. Uh, yeah, please please don't please don't think I'm sitting here like it's the hottest thing since bread came out of the oven. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's a cute movie. It was the movie that I knew Julie Warner from when I saw Tommy Boy when she showed up in that, and I was like, hey. That's that girl from Doc Hollywood. Usually it's And the then other she wasn't in anything else. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. That's the girl from Tommy Boy. <laughs> oh, that's going to leave a mark. And then you spend the next 20 minutes quoting Tommy Boy. <laughs> Put your Herbie Hancock on this. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's he, for signature. He, yeah. That wasn't instead dirty. Of, that, instead wasn't, of John that wasn't dirty. I just yeah. I, I feel the need to stress that. <laughs> oh no, we go blue on this show. I, I, I picked that up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Like, no, I think that's pretty much it. It's, I just, mean, it's just not my thing. Like, I can appreciate it. I get the pop culture references. Sometimes I think the pop culture references are funnier mm-hmm. than the actual original content. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. Especially the Family Guy references. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna save my uh, my fun funness fun. Fantastic stuff. I don't know. I'm so tired. I'm yeah. drawing a blank. I can't even word good right now. We're only two um, days in from coming I'm, back from vacation. Oh, God. It's, it's been hell. Um, not not vacation with Patrick being back from vacation. Let me just clarify. <laughs> say, Are wow. you sure? Vacation sounds with like Patrick a, was not hell. Like <laughs> being back from vacation. Back at work. I bought you wine. He bought me. <laughs> Guys, oh, my God. I drank like all week, and it was beautiful. It was. It was so beautiful. I was just in like this nice like. We drank so many wine induced just coma. Just you very, uh, just you very are nice. red or a white? Oh, I'm a red. Nice. I go very red. 
Nice. The drier, the better. Really? He hates it. But I don't I like so what's, it. What's your, what's your favorite kind? Um, I like Merlots. Uh, just uh, Her you know, blood if type I, is Merlot. <laughs> if I go places, um, you know, usually I'll get a Merlot. But mm-hmm. if I'm more familiar with the place, you know, I do enjoy uh, Zinfandels, okay. Cabernets. Uh, red blends are really good if it's the right blend. Fantastic. Um, there's this great vineyard down at the Cape that we go to, and they have some very nice dry reds. Mm. Mm-hmm. I do like red wine. I am, I am so a fan. We'll have to go wine yeah. drinking yeah. sometime. Oh, Dara, Dara, I mean, Dara actually said, um, <laughs> anytime you want to get together and drink wine and commiserate, commiserate about how you are both married to like chubby smartasses, she's game. Well, what we should do is we should do like a double date. And by double date, I mean you and Patrick can go off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Me like, and your gorgeous you guys, wife. You guys know? sit over there. We'll be over here. Well, it's yeah. funny because the two of us suffer from what I call Fred Flintstone syndrome. I, I call it sitcom husband, but same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, well, yours is more more specifically Fred Flintstone because you've got the redhead. Yes, this is true. So... But yeah, sitcom husband Fred Flintstone. It's known by many different names. Yeah, it, it, there's just a there's an attractiveness disparity there. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Well, you know, chicks dig a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, thankfully in my case, it seems to be the only thing she digs. That's why she <laughs> sticks around. <laughs> you know, they say and they complain like, "Oh my god, that's so bad," and then like. They let their guard down and they laugh at stuff. And I'm like, fuck. Yes. I shouldn't have laughed at exactly. that. Exactly. Like, God just... damn it. I'm not bored. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> if you encourage us, we're only going to do it more. See, see, no, see, but see, he's encouraged no, regardless. I was actually, I was, I was just going to correct myself. It's, it's not just the encouragement. If you don't give us the reaction we're looking for as well, yes. we, we will try harder. double our efforts at the l- very least. Exactly. Yes. That, that's, yep. that's him to a T. I've, I've said that dozens of t- Like, that'll be on my tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, the, I'm surprised that she, she actually does not have, like, permanent indentations right here above the bridge of her nose. Just <sighs> yeah, all the time. Oh, do you wear glasses? No. Have you met my husband? <laughs> uh, I wear glasses to hide those marks. <laughs> so, Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, your background with... Because uh, you, you seem to have a more extensive background than the rest of us, especially uh, what you and I were chatting about the other day with the, uh, yes. the the comics and such. So why don't you give us a little bit of background on your history with this? Sure, sure. Um, well, I, I actually do remember uh, seeing Back to the Future as a very, very young child. Um, came out in 85. I was born in 82. Uh, I probably saw it for the first time when I was four or five. Um, my dad was a big, big movie nerd and loved sci-fi, stuff like that. So he was all about it. Um, and I, I, I grew up loving those flicks, absolutely adoring them. I, I was convinced that a hoverboard was going to be coming out at some point in the 90s. Oh, right? <laughs> convinced. I would fight friends over it. And uh, I, uh, because of that, be- because of Back to the Future, it actually made me more interested in, uh, in other things that dealt with time travel and, and the like. Um, fun, fun fact, there are actually several different movies slash stories that involve time travel, and they all travel back to November 5th. Hmm. Different years, but the date is always November 5th. Uh, time After Time with uh, Malcolm McDowell and David Warner in it. It's, uh, he's a time-traveling H.G. Wells that goes to the hip and happen in 1970s, shows up in no- on November 5th. 
You know, uh, there's another one that they I can't remember which movie it is now, but it, it's uh, they travel back to like 1863 or something. Uh, but stuff like that. I I just got really into it, and uh, then with the sequels, um, you know, I I saw them pretty much right when they came out. The only one I didn't see right away was Part Three. I think that's because um, that was not the most popular of the three. And I think it is because of the Western uh, motif going on with it. On the train. <laughs> the train. Yeah, when they replaced the DeLorean, a lot of people were just like, done. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that'd uh, be like replacing Knight Rider with a minivan. I would still watch that show. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why late for soccer practice, Michael? Hey, hello, Michael. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, with uh, with part three, I actually remember seeing that for the first time. I had the flu in the middle of the summer. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. my dad, my dad actually borrowed the tape from someone, and I watched it while my my temperature was like a hundred two degrees. So my first memory of that movie was just like a fever dream, and I I felt very uncomfortable watching it for several years afterwards <laughs> because of it. Oh my god, it was so bad. Like there was no DeLorean, there was a train. And every single time, uh. every single time they switch scenes, the screen would start to melt. Uh, I don't know if you watched the same movie I did, Brandon. But uh, you know, I, I, uh, I I'm I'm all about it. My my cousins, um, who are just a couple years older than me, they they love Back to the Future. One of my cousins, uh, Steve Powers, he actually. He loves Huey Lewis and the News as well, and he even goes... I love that band so much. And he goes into Boston whenever their cover band, Power of Love, plays. And he's invited <laughs> me several times, but uh, he, he works his own schedule, and I work a, uh, you know, a human schedule, so I can't quite manage to Shut make it off up. like yeah, he does. I can't, I can't stay up in booze all night watching a Huey Lewis cover band. Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, you know... <laughs> I guess if I just believe in myself, I could do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's something that, that uh, myself and, and some of my closer family members have, have been really into for a long time. And because of that, um, I've actually recently, over the past year or so, broken uh, one of my own rules when it comes to uh, <clears throat> extended universe stuff. And uh, I actually started reading the Back to the Future comic book that started last year, which is written by Bob Gale, the guy who created the entire story. And it covers... Fuck, I was going to bring you something. I have like a a first edition like variant of Back to the Future because I heard that you... Yes. I will bring it next time I see you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, see, I'm I'm wearing my uh, my Back to the Future pin. I know, I like it. uh, This actually was released when the movie first came out in 1985 found it cost 10 bucks at harrison's comics and collectibles in salem check it out biggest uh, comic place in the northeast but uh yeah in the in the comics they cover a lot of the uh the background and uh some of some of the things that you wouldn't necessarily have thought about while you're watching the movies but they they really hit all all the all the right notes with it and uh you know i'm a 35 year old man who is reading back to the future comic books waiting each month for the new one <laughs> See, I don't remember seeing the movie because uh, I saw it two weeks from now. <laughs> yes, um, but no, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. the The third one, eh? I mean, I just uh, meh. Like I wasn't a huge fan. Like the, the, the most to me, the most memorable thing is like the the kid on the train motioning that he has to take a leak. 
Yeah. Right at the very end, like the little blonde kid. Is that yes? <laughs> like he's sitting there. He points to his dick and then kind of like gestures someone to come over to him. So either he's signaling that he has to pee or he's requesting a blowjob. I'm not sure which. Hollywood's weird, man. It is. You know, I believe that's a young David Spade. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> that uh. That that sounds like it would be a Brian Singer production. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Maybe Michael Bay. <laughs> Not enough explosions. No. But, uh, oh, man, I, I completely forgot about that kid doing that. Yeah. He said something. Yeah, so now you have to watch the third one. It's at the very end, the little blonde kid standing on the train, and he kind of gestures. Yep. Like one of these. Yep. Just a little tiny hand movement. Yep. But uh, I... I I really enjoyed the first one. I loved the fact, like, they didn't know that there was going to be a second one. No. So, like, that whole scene at the end, you know, the, where we're going, we don't need roads. (laughs) Like, that's such a great scene. Like, you don't think about this as, like, a quotable movie, you know, compared to, you know, some other ones. But, like, there's so much that, like, like, make like a tree and get out of here. Like, that's... (laughs) And that was ad lib. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't something that you know he he planned on. Uh, I think one of the the best little bits of trivia that I saw was people showed up at the mall where they filmed the scene on October twenty sixth, nineteen eighty five, waiting for Marty McFly to show up. Which, of course, he <laughs> with did the, with the DeLorean, right? Yeah. So this just goes to show you that, like. You know, this people being completely stupid and thinking that movies are real, that's not anything new. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> like, that's... that. I mean, I go back to Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. <laughs> I mean... Uh, well, that, I mean, that was, that, was, that was a brilliant... That was done very well. That was a, that was a brilliant production, and, uh, I mean, Orson Welles, I, he had to have known, like... He had, oh, I'm he, sure he knew. I'm going to fuck with everyone. Like, and uh, our buddy Nick, who left us that nice voicemail earlier, he actually just picked up the vinyl recording of that. Really? Yeah, he found it at Goodwill. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Goodwill, man. So, for folks who don't know, because, I mean, I'm not even 100% sure, because I was trying not to do... I was trying to do, like, a decent amount of research, but not, like, go crazy as far as... Uh, you know the 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 whole backstory and history of the stuff because I knew that's something that you had covered, um, and I said we'd get to it. So why don't you let the folks at home and you know us in the studio know uh, how did the Doc and Marty relationship come to be? Uh, well, at the time that uh, that Marty, you know, he's he's about what 16, 15, 16 years old, sixteen. Well, he can drive. I would say sixteen, 16, seventeen. Yeah. Um, at the time that Marty actually met. Uh, Dr. Emmett Brown, he was probably 13 years old, 12 or 13, and uh, he actually was dared to break into Doc's little flat garage there next to the Burger King that used to be his family's property. Mm-hmm. By He was dared by Needles, played by Flea, in uh, Back to the Future Part 2 and 3, uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. and... Uh, he was he was dared to uh, to break in and and you know take stuff like steal an item in there see what they could they could grab to try to sell or anything like that and uh, he accidentally destroyed some stuff and uh, got caught up in some of Doc Brown's uh, Goldberg 
machines. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, and Emmett caught him. He found him. And so he worked out a deal with Marty and uh, Lorraine and George McFly to have Marty work as his assistant to keep him out of trouble, but also as a, a means of restitution for the things he broke in and destroyed. And, and that's uh, fair. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, his parents were well aware of who, who uh, Dr. Brown was, and they, they knew that Marty was basically getting, you know, he had worked his way past the restitution. He got paid like a pittance, essentially. And uh, they felt it was, it was best for him to work with a, a scientist, even if, even if he was seen as kooky, considering that his father was, you know, especially later when you look at the, the divergence of, of the future being changed, yeah. his father was very much into science fiction and pro- would have approved of him hanging around a scientist. And that's, that's how it all went down. Now, see, I need to get your opinion on something. Probably the biggest plot hole that these movies have. Mm-hmm. Why does nobody care that Marty looks just like the guy that Lorraine met in high school? You know, it's it's funny. Um, I've actually, for years, I've thought the same thing myself. Like, George saw saw him get born, and then she was like, let's name him Marty. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess we can name him after that kid that got us together. And then as he gets older, like, he looks just like that fucking dude, Marty. What the hell is going on? <laughs> um but I've read I've read some things over the over the years um, that actually say that George was actually aware by the time Marty was a teenager that Marty was the more than likely the one that got them together in the fifties. Really? Yes, and that ties into why he may have let Marty hang out with Doc Brown as much as he did. Um, the the things, so it's like a Terminator thing. Yeah, uh, uh, basically, yeah. I Marty mean, is Kyle Reese. He's Kyle Reese, and he's also John Connor. Yeah, he's a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> bit of both. But uh, yeah. So I, I've read I've read that um over you know I've read a couple different theories and they all pretty much say that George uh, George was aware he he kind of pieced it together and especially with um him developing into a very famous science fiction author later on and being able to to write the story of him and Lorraine finding each other into mm-hmm. a novel a match made in heaven or I think that was it match made in heaven something like that or, or match made in space something like that yeah something along those lines um, but I mean with the you see the book briefly at the end of the first movie and it's clearly yeah because it's the two of them sitting there then it's like the radiation yeah, suit yeah. guy like kind of hovering over them Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan yes um, so it, it, the the underlying theory is George George actually was aware that Marty somehow was the one that got them together in the fifties and uh, he he kind of uh, let him do his thing with Doc Brown because. There would probably be no other way that he would show up in the fifties to get him and Lorraine together. And I think the, uh, another big clue, and I'm sure they didn't, you know, it's it, and it was never discussed in the films that I recall. But you know, if Marty accidentally sent fire to the living room rug when he was nine, it's like that's an oddly specific request. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once once that goes down, you would think that they, they'd flash back real quick to 1955 and say, didn't that guy? George might. Lorraine didn't seem like she was really on the ball as much as George. 
Well, like, she, I don't think she was dumb. She, I don't in think fairness she to her, she had been drinking that night. She, I just think she wasn't as observant. I'm going to go with she was drunk. I just meant, like, in general. Oh, in general? Yeah, okay, I can, I can agree with that. I'm on board. I mean, as we saw, George was very observant, sometimes... A little too. <laughs> ...climbing up onto a tree branch and grabbing some binoculars to yeah, be observed. Bird watching, just, just bird watching. Yeah. Damn it, I hit one of these kids again! <laughs> so... I do want to discuss, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, into some of these theories. But what is your impression of 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 Doc Brown, like as a scientist? And this this actually does tie into a theory. Do you think that you know he's we see him in the fifties, mm-hmm. and you know he's this crazy scientist. He's trying to read people's minds with that weird headlamp yep. looking deal it's like a chandelier and a lot of his experiments um don't go the way he wants them to go true or do they and there's a theory that says when he puts einstein in the car and remote controls it that he is betting everything on this time machine working because he is standing directly in the path and even pulls marty over into the path of the speeding car like okay if this doesn't work I'm dying, and I'm taking Marty with me. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I I actually I don't think that Doc was uh, was like in a dark place per se. I don't think he was like this needs to work. I think he was he was so supremely confident that it was going to work. I mean, you got to think he he got the idea for the flux capacitor in 1955. He'd been working on it for 30 years. He finally got what he needed by ripping off Libyan terrorists. Which is always a smart way to go, kids. So yes, if you ever yes. need uranium... Hey, that's, that's kind of like that thing we were talking about earlier. Just because you're, you know, you're a scientist doesn't mean you have common sense. Exactly. <laughs> the Libyans! But, uh, I don't know how they found me, but they did. But uh, I, I think he was just supremely confident. I, I, I don't think he was uh, ready to... I don't think he was ready to end it all. Nicole, what was your impression of that scene? Because I know you just recently watched it. So what did you think? Do you think that he was... Because there was a, a, a... I think I would piggyback on what Brandon said. I think, you know, Doc has been doing this for for many, many years. If he's confident in what he's doing, I'm sure he's going to put all his marbles in one basket or whatever and just, you know, say, hey, fuck it, you know. It's going to work, and I'm going to prove it's going to work, and I'm just going to do it all in one in that one moment. So I don't think he was like suicidal or anything. I think he knew well, what he was doing. I, I I think that we actually just saw the the actual like living being trial. You know, I, I think he may have he may have attempted with, with inanimate objects before that point. Yeah. That that seems or to me anything, like yeah, yeah. It, well, in a, inanimate. He didn't objects. even have to send anything because he remote control. It's not like yeah. Einstein was driving the car. But he needed to, he needed to send Einstein to make sure that something would survive. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a big difference between sending like your hairbrush and sending your dog. Yeah, because a lot of people in the I mean, in the hairbrushes th- don't greet you at the door when you come home. Well, maybe not yours or mine. Well, <laughs> because they don't exist. Right. Uh, we're both bald, everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was some uh, initial audience reactions. They were very concerned for the dog. Um, yes, because they didn't realize it was a comedy initially. Yeah. They weren't told that. Yes. Ashes, question for you. Would, uh, speaking of the same scene. Yes. Originally, 
He didn't have a dog in the original script. He had a monkey. Would a monkey have made you like the movie better? <laughs> if he had a monkey getting into all kinds of hijinks and shenanigans, flinging poo around? Probably not. No, even, even a monkey couldn't have saved that movie. Isn't that what, why they got rid of Eric Stoltz? Yeah. <laughs> Although he can be seen in one of the scenes when I think when it's Biff's, in the diner, yeah, you can yeah, see Biff slapping him around, yeah, because they they couldn't reshoot that, so you see like the very edge of his head and like his shoulder or something yeah, like that, and, like his arm flail up. Yeah. So, what's your impression of Marty? Like as as a as a kid, like who is Marty to you, Nicole? Uh, what? <laughs> like, your impression of Marty, like Marty, you remember him? I, yes, he was in Back to the Future. Um, like because we see we see him. The first thing he's doing is he's hanging out with Doc Brown before yeah. school, and he goes to school. You know, he seems, uh, you know, he seems like a very confident person. Like, you know, if you if you buy into the fact that Doc Brown is supremely confident, and mm-hmm. Marty spends so much time with him, maybe that rubs off on him, mm-hmm. and especially the way he's, you know. Waving to people at the exercise studio, yeah. like hanging on to the back of a jeep to get to school, riding yeah. on a skateboard. I think I think either in the beginning of the the um, film, the first film, you know, Marty is he just got rejected from the school dance committee for not playing Battle of the Bands. Yes, Battle of the Bands by Thank Huey you. Lewis. No, I know. I was like, oh my god, it's Huey Lewis. Uh, anyways, um, you remember the name of his band? Was like, do people really have that kind of reaction to Huey Lewis? I'm sorry. No, like, no, I was just <laughs> 1985. They yeah, did. you bet your ass they did. <laughs> well, when I watched it uh, last night, I was like, I'm looking, I'm watching, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Huey Lewis. Anyways, but anyway, well, that's that's the power of love. I know. Mm. And he was talking to Jennifer, and he like quotes one of like Doc's mottos, like. I don't remember. Like, great Scott. No, not great 1. Scott. 1.21 gigawatts. Dom, dom, dom. Where, like, if you're, I think it was like a practice quote or something. Like, you know, if you're not doing something about, like, you need to do it if you really want it kind of stuff. And you can see, like, how much. That's do- not very motivational. Well, just kind of like, you know, don't stop trying. If you believe in yourself, anything is possible. Thank you. Um, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Um. Anyways, I th- you know he's just a typical teenager. Like you know he has a job. He has a creepy friend. That's <laughs> typical teenager stuff. I mean, we all have creepy friends. If you didn't have a creepy friend as a you teenager, are the you creepy are the creepy friend. friend. Yeah. I was just gonna say I don't have any creepy. Oh, wait. oh wait. <laughs> you are the creepy friend. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, you know I I enjoyed him in the first movie and then the second movie you can see the difference where he's just basically taking more control of the situation you see more of a character development in the f- second film um he's a great character i mean i'm i actually like doc more than marty that's fine um i'll allow it what uh because we're starting to get up against it here um as far as Ashes, this is for you. No. <laughs> uh, well, there's your answer. Do you believe that Doc Brown, and this is based on what I what I posted earlier today, and I know she hasn't had a chance to watch it because machines were catching on fire. <laughs> do you believe Doc Brown did some of the things he did, especially in the second film, like 
saving Marty from Biff in the tunnel, saving Marty from Biff on the roof. Do you think that that was accomplished through heaps of dead Martys? I mean, as Professor Farnsworth said, science cannot move forward without heaps. Good news, everyone. Um, so unless, does he have a cloning machine that we know of? He no, has, he has a, a freaking time, time machine. machine. Well, right, he has a time <laughs> machine, but like... Oh shit, I missed him. Let me go back ten yeah, seconds. I'll go back in time to when he was alive. I think I saw that video this morning. Yeah, I, I posted it. Yeah, but okay, it so you can go back video. and so you can pretty much resurrect the dead? You're not resurrecting, you're just going back in time. It's like, okay, we walk outside, Nicole falls down the stairs and typical. gets eaten by a bear. That typical. You that's, know? That's like overkill. It's like, shit. Like, we go, te- we go back 10 seconds to the time when before she fell down the stairs, and we're like, whoa, Nicole, wait. There's a bear, there's a bear downstairs. <laughs> And we don't go downstairs. Nicole is still alive. I didn't resurrect her, but she, she, wait a minute. But like, if he dies, you're in pieces. So what happens? You just travel, like he travels backwards. In he time. uses his time, time machine. machine. No, no, I understand that, but you don't understand what I'm saying. Like, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. You're not destroyed. We're, we're talking about a, you're a talking car that travels in time right now. Timelines. Right? Right? Remember what I told you about today? Alternative about paradox. Alternative paradigm. Alternative universes. Sorry. See, this is why I hate this fucking shit. This is not science. This is not science. Yes, it is. This is not plausible. All right, I flip a coin. There are, as soon as I flip that coin, there are two universes, three universes that are now created that split off that timeline. One where I catch the coin, one where I miss the coin. One where I catch the coin, it comes up heads. One where I, I catch the coin, it comes up tails. I am not drunk enough to have this conversation with you right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, what? I, I, I think Ash is is looking at it. it, it this isn't a bad thing. I think you're looking at it too logically. Yes. No, That's, I am. Yeah, I am. You're just think about you're the Futurama episode at the end when Fry but keeps see, going here's, back. Yeah, 10 but seconds. see, here's the thing. That's not real life. Like, you can't do that. What? Hold on, wait. Back to the Future is not real life? Wait, what? Why am I here? <laughs> like, it's not like... like it, There is no rewind button on time. Yeah. Like, you can't Unless just be like... Unless you have a time machine. You can't just back that train up, yes, Patrick. Yes, you can. Okay. And, and in the third one, they do. literally do it. Ash is on your side. It. I totally get it. I mean, I get both sides of the... You know, I, I don't. I don't get this. Can side. I just? Okay, you know I what? Here is my. Here's <laughs> Why my can answer? the Terminator go back in time before John Connor is born? Called fucking fiction. And damn John it. Connor so, sends his father what, back what is, in time. What is to Back to the Future? Born. A documentary? <laughs> I just think maybe like, maybe if Mar- maybe if Marty came out of the DeLorean naked and just like demanded old man Peabody's clothes, right? Then this would all make more sense. Your clothes, give them to me. This area is not my scientific specialty, so I, I decline to answer your question. Thank you very well, much. I say that there are heaps of dead Martys. <laughs> I do not subscribe to that belief. See, no, that's okay. You're allowed. Uh, you know. The way I'm looking at it is he has impeccable timing on multiple occasions. Like, the odds that that just happens... I mean, we've already seen that he has no problem, even though it's like, it'll start a paradox. He has no problem giving himself the right goddamn wrench, writing himself a letter, you know, repairing the letter so he doesn't get killed. I I I just feel that if, especially with what they did in the first movie with Marty writing the letter to try to save Doc 
and him finally piecing it all together and wearing the bulletproof vest at the very end. Mm -hmm. I feel that if Marty were going to go smush and then Doc was going to show up to save him before that, they would have shown that. This was also, like, supposed to be a kid's movie and fun. And it's like, are they really going to show Marty continually getting run down? I mean, what happens to Biff in every single movie? We're talking about the sequel to the time travel movie where a guy's mom tries to bang him, right? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Well, the family just, movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually had that thought, too. I was like, wow, this is supposed to be a funny comedy, and then this is the shit that's coming out of it? Oh, uh, Doc, this is heavy. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Is gravity changed in the future? Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull in the future? Yeah, but uh, I, I personally, I, I don't think, at least in that one instance, I don't think Doc was like, oh, this is, this is try 56. I don't think it would take 56. I think maybe like two or three max. <laughs> really get the timing down? Oh, missed it by that much. <laughs> I'd love to see Doc do a, a Maxwell Smart impression. Well, like, especially <laughs> when, like, you know, Biff's got Marty at the edge of the, the, the building, and he just kind of, like, walks backwards, and Doc catches him, and then bashes him in the face with the door for the DeLorean. That was not on one take. <laughs> I caught you, Marty, and he smashes through the windshield. Shit! I don't know how Doc's brain works. I, I don't. Maybe no, that's true. He I mean, might he might be like John Nashing, beautiful minding that shit. But to to get the time, especially in the tunnel where he can't see him. But I mean, he was in the air. He would have had a full aerial view, like not oh. inside the tunnel. But he would have seen him go in the tunnel. And then physics, yes, timing, trajectory, you know, early bird you know science work. stuff, Patsy, science stuff. He would, he, he would have been able stuff. to like, estimate, estimate everything, the speed, right. velocity, all that. Except that... Uh, well, see, this is where your science stuff comes in. Well, no, Isn't see, I'm thinking of the science stuff, too, but there has to be something that was done, because there's, other than dramatic effect, there's no reason it took Biff that long to run down... A kid on a skateboard, uh, a floating skateboard. Let's let's remember that. I I just feel like well, that's, that's just a, that's I mean, Hollywood. That's a distinction that needs to that's, be made. I mean, that is the, still like <laughs> it's not a pit bull. It doesn't have power. Yeah, that's true. We all wanted that pit bull, didn't we? Yeah, for real. Keep it. I've got a pit bull. Oh, fuck you, kid. <laughs> fuck you. You're six. Take this. I'll take the pit bull. <laughs> But uh, uh, that's that's fine that you subscribe to that belief. I like to think that Marty didn't die. I'm a little more cynical than some folks. I would say. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's heaps of dead Marty. He's like, oh, throw another one in the pile. <laughs> oh, I'm running out of fuel. Just start, like, cramming bits of Marty into the Mr. Maybe. Fusion. <laughs> I mean, it would work. <laughs> this is really efficient. Even if I screw up, I'm okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I, I guess it beats exploding logs in a train, so... Uh, that's true. But, uh, okay, yeah, so I, I don't think there were dead Martys. You do. Ash wants no part of this part of the conversation. People at home, out in the audience, uh, what do you guys think? You know, were there heaps of dead Martys? Or did Doc Brown use his beautiful mind to uh, have perfect timing? I suppose either way is perfectly plausible uh either one is acceptable there's no wrong answer in so far as talking about a floating delorean that's also a time machine yeah 
I mean, there's no that you know, there's there's no there's no wrong answers here. So I think uh, what we'll do now, we'll uh, we'll head to a break. We'll come back. We'll discuss our battle results. Mm-hmm. We'll. Uh, oh, don't we have a voicemail? We yeah, we'll get to our voicemail. Okay. And uh, we'll talk about what we're going to do next week. So, uh, Wolfie, will you please take us to break now? Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank, and when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com. Patrick Rahal in the motherfucking mouse. Patrick Rahal is a motherfucking mouse. Patrick Rahal is a motherfucking mouse. Patrick Wayne is a motherfucking mouse. Fun fact. Uh, Where's the cheese? Just found a uh, little mouse ear and tail costume for little kids at uh, Walmart. So if you're at Rock and Shock, you uh, you may be seeing me as a as a little mouse guy. So oh, that, that'll be great. Uh, Dara's actually going to go on Saturday this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. She's never been to a horror convention before. We are planning to go the whole weekend. Yeah, I think I'm going to be there all three days as well. I might. Might not. I believe we're dressing up again this year on yeah, Saturday. Um, I, I, have, I have an interesting costume that I'm going to be doing this year, but I will not be shaving this time. Really? I will not be shaving. He's uh, not willing to make that uh, kind of commitment. Is it just you're steadfastly me? refusing? I'm steadfastly refusing to shave. That's last your, year, sweetie, your costume is part of. We'll talk. We'll yeah, talk. It's oh, part of a theme. oh, it's because okay, okay. It's, I was it's like, a, theme. There's a theme. There's a theme. There's a theme. Okay. Uh, yes. Now I know. I think I know. Yeah. So I'm so confused and intrigued. So we do have. We're all going to laugh at you. <gasps> we do have a voicemail to get to. So let's let's do uh, let's do our voicemail from Justin, who was on the Booster Gold episode last week, 
And uh, Justin's got a, l- a quick voicemail, about 40 seconds. So uh, let's take a listen to that. Hey, Throwdown team, this is Justin. I uh, wanted to call in because I heard you were doing another time travel episode. And I wanted to just mention, um, Back to the Future is probably the most original movie concept that I have ever heard of. I've loved it ever since it came out. It's uh, so great. I love watching all three of them together, especially when they're on uh, TV and maybe it's a holiday and you can just watch them all. It's great. Um, I I love uh, every aspect about it. And it seems like Biff is just that one character that everyone has encountered in their life. Um, You've either had a bully or something, but... Most people can seem to really relate to a lot of the uh, a lot of the themes of this film. So, just a great film. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Yes, much like you know, traveling back in time and having your mom try to bang you. Yeah, that's I mean, universal, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like a rite of passage. It's like going to camp. Well, yeah, maybe if you live in Stone Mountain, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the voicemail, Justin. <laughs> I, I I agree with him, though. I, I I do think Back to the Future was a wildly original movie. Yeah, um, and the uh, the process by which they got to where they were with that film is is incredible. I, we were this close to having a refrigerator as a time machine. Yeah, the abandoned refrigerator time machine. That was actually uh, something on um, Saturday Night Live. They used to have uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, as the, the Mainway from Mainway Toys. Yes, you know they had the Johnny Switch Human Torch and Captain Spaceman. Yeah, uh, Johnny Switchblade Adventure Punk, Chainsaw Teddy Bear. <laughs> uh, they did one around 1998, 1999, where he Erwin Mainway of Mainway Toys. That's who he was. He was always on with Jane Curtin. And they did the abandoned refrigerator time machine. Oh, my God. Which apparently was like a big thing. They even did a Punky Brewster episode about that. I was going to say, that. That, that is what taught me to stay away from abandoned refrigerators. Because Sherry got stuck in the refrigerator, and Alan's like, I don't know how to do CPR, because... Punky. TK Carter kicked me out of the <laughs> out of class because I was being a dipshit. Now our friend's gonna die. Punky Bruce is like, step aside, suckers. I can get this. <laughs> um, I, w- I will say uh, one of the one of the things I find interesting about the uh, these, the movie originally is that they uh, they were actually going to have uh, Marty and Doc sell pirated movies yes. as a means of getting funding for everything Doc needed to initially do uh but then universal said oh wait we're a we're a movie company can you not show it that we're saying please steal movies yeah please pirate movies like please go to the movie theater and rent stuff like buy a new betamax they're great so we had our battle last week and because it ties into this episode uh i thought that worked out well it's actually the reason we had this episode so uh agent nicole do you want to Reveal the results of the battle. So it was Booster Gold versus Biff from Back to the Future, and Booster Gold won. Yeah, it was who had the better get-rich-quick scheme. Was it Booster Gold becoming a superhero, or was it Biff Tannen becoming essentially Donald Trump? And I think it was like seven to two. As yeah, it was. Result. It was a pretty pretty wide margin. So, so well, thank you to everyone who voted. That that's there's also a difference in how they. They were they succeeded. I mean, altogether as well. I mean, Biff ended up with material things, whereas Booster Gold became the greatest hero that no one's ever heard of. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I kind of weighted it a little bit. You well, know. like like I was saying, cool power suit and flight ring. I mean, I would take that over being fucking Donald Trump in a hot tub any day. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. 
Yeah, you're welcome for that. Have Ugh. fun trying to sleep tonight. Ugh. I think I just puke in my mouth. Right? <laughs> Thanks. So, Thanks, Brandon. Hey, Brandon Powers, bonus. I killer. need to put more clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to want to thank Brandon for uh, showing up and hanging out today. You should come back next week. Thank you for having me. I, I would I would not mind at all if you yeah. guys would have me. Because uh, you have Ashes, no choice. Ashes, what are back. we doing next week? Oh my God, you guys! I'm so excited because I recently just got into this show, like Nicole, who just went back, watched <laughs> Back to the Future <laughs> 24 hours ago. She snorted. Spent, yeah, I have spent the past 72 hours binge watching Rick and Morty. Oh my God. So next week, boys and girls, cats and kittens, we are talking about Rick and Morty. Get ready to get swifty, and uh, we will see you then. And so, uh, will you... Well, you can still. I'm just saying, we will see you then. Like, we will see you then to talk about Rick and Morty. You can still do like the sign up. I'm leading you in, Patrick. Oh something that you apparently just yeah, can't, can't do. Well. Looks like you really just threw his shit off. Yeah, she really did. We'll <laughs> see you then. Bye. It's a good <laughs> what, what, no. I didn't say that. What she, what what she said. Producer to for Levy to go home. I was just, you know, giving cues <laughs> as to, hey, guess what? We're wrapping up the show. <laughs> hey, guess what? We're going to go to break. You know, something that you can't can't seem to comprehend. You can't oh kind of get down and to on it. That note we will <laughs> see you <laughs> next thursday <laughs>